to Strictly Baseball. I am Jacob Brown, joined by Rory Tedimer. We are recording on the night that the United States is playing Team Columbia. We'll get to WBC stuff in a little bit after we finish the positions for our top 10 Rankum pod. We're on the right field position now. All we have left, Rory, is DH and starting pitcher. Maybe, uh, you know, I'll do relief pitcher like by myself or something like that. We'll see. But we got season previews after that. The season's coming. Uh, so it's all coming at the same time. It's going to be a lot of fun. But this is a stacked list, Rory, with uh, both of our dudes clearly on it. I don't think that's a spoiler. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, lists, the list is, I mean, stacked one through ten. It's uh, it's something to behold here. Obviously, the right field position is the best one uh, throughout the entire, you know, <laughs> the entire league. It's uh, it's pretty unreal here. Uh, what's the mean? What was the mean that you calculated? I'm sure it's probably yeah, the highest. I forgot to put it on the dock. Yeah, it's uh, ten point eight. Yeah, there she is. Because remember, last week we said uh, nine point one for center fielders was the highest we had seen, um, and we were like, wow, that's that's pretty interesting. And yeah, oh no, wait, first base highest we saw besides first base. Um, but yeah, no right field. We'll take we'll take the cake there. Uh, it's it really is nuts, and even who's left out is pretty nuts. So I mean, it could even go one through one through twelve. I wouldn't have them in my top ten, but they're good and they're definitely relevant. Yeah, no, it's going to be a fun one, and let's kick it off here with uh, the just misses. I've realized listening back to some of these, let's just start off with the just misses. Hunter Renfro from the Los Angeles Angels and Anthony Santander or Santander, whatever, from the Baltimore Orioles were our just misses for this. Now, for me personally, I had Santander in my top 10. Uh, Personal experience, I see him against the Yankees a lot. He's a switch hitter with power, 33 bombs, 89 RBIs. The, The problem with me with him is the low OBP. Uh, the defense is not that great, and, and so I just look at the upside with him with a lineup that's going to get better, and he's going to have more support around him. Maybe that's not how you should rank a player, and the list is is better than than my point of view. And then the Los Angeles Angels right fielder Hunter Renfro, I have in my top ten personally as well. Eight oh seven OPS this year, eight sixteen the year before. Basically, thirty bombs every year when he's healthy. Um, and that missed. So that, that's pretty crazy. What do you think about those two? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you wouldn't have Santander in your top 10 if you added one of the people that's on this list. Um, yes. Yeah. You don't have, you don't have here. Uh, yeah. You wouldn't have them there. But it's, no, I mean, they're both good players, and, uh, you know, they're definitely prominent, especially Santander right now. He's doing really good for Venezuela. He's had a few clutch bombs. Uh, seems like, you know, every time I put them on, he's, you know, up at the plate and he's doing something productive. So uh, he's had a really good, um, you know, career. He kind of burst onto the scene in 2020. He had a few slams, actually, a few grand slams that I remember, or a few like multi-home run games uh, where he was relevant in fan uh, fantasy in 2020. And, uh, you know, then in 2021, I thought a very, you know, lackluster year because he had, um, you know, just not as much fantasy production, and then obviously came back this year, 152 games, most games he's played, uh, 33 bombs, that's the most he's ever hit. It's uh, a very good you know, player there for the Orioles. I feel like I say that all the time, good little guy for the Orioles, but um, definitely think, you know, if he keeps it up, you know, he could break the list. It's a stacked list, so it's 
nothing to be, you know, too ashamed of there. And then Hunter Renfro, I think, is a little lesser, but um, obviously big home run guy uh, and, you know, still a great player there. Good pickup for the Angels, and we're interested to see how he does there. Hasn't played over 144 games, um, so I'm interested to see that. Yeah, good point. I mean, that may be in part due to the fact that he's much better against lefties and low average and all that. But, um, yeah, no, still good player, 800 OPS, impressive. So at number 10, to start off this list, the newly acquired Seattle Mariner with seven and a half points. That's starting the list with 7.5. Teoscar Hernandez, another guy from personal experience that I've seen hit a lot of home runs. He is a power hitter. He's got a lot of swag to his game. He did go down from 2021, though, and maybe the the Blue Jays were thinking, we're going to trade kind of at peak value. Maybe we see this going a little bit more downwards. We'll get a really top reliever like an Eric Swanson in return. Eric Swanson, 1.50 ERA. And then the Blue Jays got more diverse in the lineup with more lefties as well as a result, acquiring Varsho and all that. So it's still questionable why Toronto gave up on him, but – Teoscar still 267, 25 bombs, 77 RBIs, 316 on base, 807 OPS. So he had the exact same OPS as Hunter Renfro, higher weighted drum created plus and Woba just by a little bit. And the defense even was a little bit worse. So what got Teoscar in was the batting average and then the benefit of the doubt from last year where he was actually better than the mean value of this year. That's how you get the point. For the benefit of the doubt, last year for him, 296, 32 home runs, 116 RBIs. This is a guy, when he is on his game, is a an elite power hitter. And for a Mariners team that struggles offensively at times, it's a big piece. Yeah, I mean, it is it's it is what it is. I mean, I didn't think that, uh, you know, it was that big of an, you know, trade there. But I think it really kind of... It really is a little bit slept on, honestly. I, you don't hear too many people talking about it. Uh, you don't. It's it's really big against the Blue Jays, honestly. I, it obviously helps the Mariners, uh, but the Blue Jays, I feel like you know they kind of didn't really supplement it well. Uh, they got Dalton Varsho. Uh, you got to do it again for him. That's a guy. You know, we said that when we were grading him. Do it again. Uh, yeah, I, I think the reasoning was for that, and I'll just you know obviously you can complete your point, but. I think it was Springer's getting injured and he's older. Let's move him to right. They bring in Kiermaier for defense, Varsho for defense and pop and lefty bat. That That's what their reasoning was. Belt too. I mean, would you not rather have, would you not rather have Springer Hernandez and then you could still, still could have got Varsho. I mean. Yeah. I, I would have found a way to DH Springer in my opinion. Like, cause they, yeah. right now I think they're DHing belt. Uh, you know, I would have still kept T. Oscar in there. So I agree there. I think that's just terrible management. There's a lot of different things they could have done. I mean, what's – he's not even on a contract year, is he, T. Oscar? That would be the only thing. I mean, you know, because if, if it works – Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to look that up. All right, either way, I'll be not going to point. He's a good player, and he's come onto the scene, you know, uh, you know, more and more every year. Uh, it's – I just think, you know, he obviously is going to be a huge part for that Mariners team that's looking to, you know, stay in the playoff race. And uh, I honestly think they should. Uh, I think that definitely will be better than the Angels right now if I had picked. Um, but, you know, I think it's very big for, you know, the Mariners. I think that's just terrible by the Blue Jays. It's interesting. He does have one year left. So I think what it may have been is 
the Mariners just paid him 10.65. So it might be one of those things where they're like, do we really want to pay him $10 million when we can bring in Varsho and Kiermaier for less and we'll get better defense out of them? I don't know. I, it could just be like they knew they couldn't sign him back after this year. They didn't want to also pay him $10 million and they bring in a reliever that can set up. And I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. but like 32 and 116, if he repeats that, they're, they're crying. <laughs> I know. And I mean, I think the Mariners – Obviously, now, you know, having traded for him, I think they're, you know, in position to pay him uh, probably a good amount of money. Do you think he's going to get a big contract, like a fat contract, and go out there? I don't know if he's getting, like, a really big contract, but... Um, I think so. The reason being, I mean, Starling Marte, for instance, if you look at career track record, you know, 134 weighted run created plus in 2021 as an older player and a player that had to move to right from center field, he got a six-year deal. Wow. How much per year? The AAV. I mean, Uncle Stevie paid him. Oh, yeah, that's a totally different scenario. Totally different scenario. But still, it was still market value. I mean, it's he was a great player with over 300 and great. I mean, Stoy Marte, four-year 78, excuse me. Would you give him what Schwarber gets? Schwarber or Castellanos? Yeah, absolutely. He he actually the Castellanos contract is probably the best comparison. Yeah, I mean, Schwarber's is twenty mil AAV. That's nice. You'd yeah, give him twenty. Mil. Get, yeah. Would you pay him more okay. than Schwarber? It, it it depends. I mean, he's got to have a better. If he has twenty twenty one again, I mean, yeah, eight seventy OPS. Or Schwarber. That's a good Yeah, what is Schwarber at? You're you're about to cry. It's probably lower. 827. I mean that's that's on a down year. That's on a down year. 928 the year before. Yeah, yeah. Down yeah. year Wait. 46 bombs, my bad. I was about to say down year. 46 bombs. 218 average, though. I mean, it's, uh, you know, obviously it wasn't, you know, putting himself in the best position there to be on base. Uh, that will go up. It will. We've talked about that. Yeah. That will totally yeah. go up. Yeah. yeah. But, okay, uh, this is your last chance uh, in the positional rankings to give us this this ranking, Rory. Give us the next one. All right, yeah. I mean, So, coming in at number nine is the guy we were just talking about, Toronto Blue Jays, uh, George Springer. Seven and a half points tied there with Teoscar Hernandez. I'm interested to see how you, uh, you know, broke that tie. Um, but, uh, uh, World George, Series champ. I agree. Did you give him the it? Yeah. Okay. So this was this was what I was going to set this up for because it, it could just be like a live. Let's swap it and make it interactive. Do we give him the it? Because I feel like he's one of the most clutch players in the playoffs. But then he, you know. It, he goes to Toronto. It's a little bit of a different scene, but I still think he holds that weight. I mean, he's clutch as hell against the Yankees. I didn't want that to be the reason. What about the fact that they cheated during that? His That's, World Series game during the cheating year. I did not want to be the one to say that. Uh, as a I'll, say fact. I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I'll Thank you. They beat me in the World Series. They still cheated. I'm out on. I'm out on the Astros. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, at the same time, I did stick up for Bregman. If if yeah. we did give him the it, all that would happen is he would go to eight, 
and jump this dude, Adolis Garcia from the Texas Rangers, who we'll get to in a second. He had eight points at number eight, but a little bit more of a deep dive into George Springer. I mean, he, you know, he had a good year. I mean, in center field, he would have been top five. So that that's where he has a, a, a good argument here. 132 weighted drunk created plus, so only slightly better than Teoscar Hernandez. The defense in center was not terrible. So you'd have to presume he's going to be a better defender than Hernandez was in right field. Uh, both him and Hernandez had 25 home runs. Springer had one less RBI in two more games, but Springer had a higher OBP, um, higher WOBA, higher OPS, more steals with 14. So, and that's a first in a while for Springer adding in the steals. Uh, I like him transitioning back to right, but it just shows you the difference between center and right to where he would have likely been top five or close or, or maybe, let me look. So 7.5 points. So he would have actually been seven or eight on center field as well. That, that's my bad, but Springer's still a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. Uh, obviously injured a lot. I mean, 133 games this year. Uh, that's dis. I mean, that's disappointing. That's not what you're. <laughs> you don't want to spend twenty five million a guy for his AAV there, um, and have him only play one hundred thirty three games. That's his best, you know, since he's come over. So, uh, that's you know, that's his big fault. Obviously, the years before seventy eight games. Obviously, twenty twenty can't really count, but twenty nineteen one hundred twenty two. Uh, he that's his downfall. He gets injured, and am I paying twenty five mil the same amount as Bryce Harper for a guy hitting two sixty seven with twenty five bombs, seventy six RBIs no. on an offensive team? I'm not doing that. Uh, and it, fourteen bags is nice. Fourteen bags is nice. I mean, that's a little thing that I didn't really know about him, but uh, I'm not paying that money for for him. And I, I think he is, you know, deservedly so down here on that list, uh, just because of that. Granted, he has a few good years, and then he's back up, you know, back up at the top, but. Uh, I think he's deservedly so here at number nine. Okay, so now at number eight, the previous revealed Adolis Garcia. This is a guy, after looking at this, I regret maybe not putting him on mine. He had a good year, a really good all-around year. He was on my just-missed list, and the reason why, you know, I have my whole thing about OBP. He had a 300 OBP, which I just don't like. Um, you know, 250 average with that 300 on base. Like, that. that's just got to be higher. But look, two seven, uh, excuse me, uh, 27 home runs, 101 RBIs. He still had the 112 weighted on created plus, so he's a, above league average. 25 steals, 3 DRS, 3 OAA. Uh, so that's all-around player. That's the definition of an all-around player. Maybe he's not a superstar at everything, but he gets the points basically in every category. So very good all-around player and one of four good bats for Texas and an offense that literally did not add a bat, that, that they need these four to basically get better for them to be able to win. Yeah, no doubt about it. I like him a lot. Had him in fantasy this year. Actually outfield their number five for fantasy this season. Uh, his yeah. thing was, I mean, he did. He was swinging for the fence a lot. Had a decent amount of Ks on him, I believe. Uh, but still, you know, very slept on, uh, you know, going into the year. And ended up, you know, having a great season there. So I would, I would put him in my top ten. I wasn't even thinking about him, uh, but I would have him in my top ten. I know he uh, also played a little bit of center field. I'm pretty sure um, for the Rangers yeah. a little bit. But, um, yeah. So from what I understand, he was the center fielder. Now they're moving him back to right and Tavares back to center. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But I mean, either way, a, a good year. 
I thought, and you know, I would I would personally have him in my top ten, probably at ten. Um, you know, given these the two other people behind him, I'd probably have him behind you know Springer and Hernandez yeah. still. So um, he'd he'd be at ten because I'd have him above Renfro and Santander. Um, but no, I mean a good player and for a team that needs it, right? I mean a team that really needs offense. They've gone out, they've got the pitching, didn't do much for offense this year. They're gonna need you know. Adolis Garcia to come around, Seager to do what he was doing, and uh, Nate Lowe, I mean, to still keep keep what he's doing up. What, did they get anyone offensively? Am I missing no. someone? They didn't, right? Zero. Do they have prospects coming up? They got uh, Bubba Thompson and left. <laughs> they signed they signed Robbie Grossman. Oh God. Yeah, that's Texas Rangers. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There yeah. they are. Yeah, no, that's tough. They need him to produce again if they want to compete. I still think, you know, they're spending all this money. They're not going to make it. Oh, I forgot Marcus Simeon. Um, yeah, I mean, four good. top ten players on our list. Yeah, and they're not going to make the playoffs. Nope. <laughs> and they have Jacob DeGrom, and they're not going to sniff it there. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that is that is what it is. It's pretty loaded over there in the AL, but um, you, you got to be better. You got to get more, more pieces, more – Better farm system, the whole ordeal there. All right. So I know you love this guy at number seven. I'll save you the next two because they're your favorite players. At number seven from the New York Mets with 11 points, Starling Marte. Uh, this is a really good, another all-around player. He hits for average. And let me get back to it here. One sec. Okay, yeah, 292, 16 bombs, 63 ribbies in 118 games. What's the pattern with Starling Marte? He's in his 30s. You go 132 games in 2019. He did play everything in 2020, but then 120 games in 21, 118 in 2022. The Mets don't like that. But in that time, he produces 347 OBP, 134 weighted drunk created plus, 18 steals, uh, plus defender in DRS, negative in OAA. Uh, again, all-around player, hits for average, gets the benefit of the doubt with a good last year as well, 383 OBP in 2021. So the problem with me for him is age and when does it start to decline? Um, but the Mets, I mean, a four, I thought it was a six-year deal. Four-year deal makes that a lot better. So good player for them. This, you, you set me up here. This is the one Met I like. This is the oh. one guy I've always loved. It's not, I, I, oh. I always put Starling Marte when I'm playing the show uh, and I'll be doing my seasons. I would always trade for Starling Marte. He's the one oh. trade I'll make. Everything else will be Phillies. I always trade for Starling Marte, and I'd put him on my team. And I really wanted him badly. Uh, where did he get traded to the A's from? Was he on? He was on the Marlins. Uh, I knew the yes. Marlins went played in division, but uh, he became a free agent that year, and I really wanted him. He obviously chose the Mets instead. But uh, no, I really like Starling Marte. Um, hopefully, he doesn't make me hate him. Uh, hopefully, I don't hate him eventually on the Mets. Hopefully, he doesn't do anything bad there. But um, I mean, what do you can say? He does it all, really. I mean, he steals bags. Uh, he gets gets hits. Doesn't get a lot of RBIs. I mean, eighty two RBIs is the highest he did it, and he's twenty nineteen. That's kind of sickening. Uh, so not a lot of RBIs, but you know, he's a good player there for the Mets. I love him a lot. Brings a veteran presence, and uh, you know, I still would love to see him one day in Philly pinstripes. Obviously, the Mets would never do that. Uh, but yeah. he's a good he's a good guy, and I uh. Like I said, he's the one Met I don't I, – I think he's the one Met that I wouldn't like. I'm trying to go through, like, their roster. I think I hate everyone else, but 
I actually don't mind Mark Canna, but ugh. he's in <laughs> the Oakland A's Mets. Do you like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's indifferent yeah. to me. He's not going to do anything. Yeah, but I think also perfectly placed here. Um, the next yeah. six, there's he just doesn't sniff him. He's a great player, and that's saying something. And and it's also odd with how close the points are and the way that we differentiated it here. It's the first player with an it factor on this list at number six. I am going to get crap for this. I've had, I mean, I went viral for, for calling out Cunha as one of four players to kick out of a group of four, much less he's not in the top five. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. from the Atlanta Braves with 12 points in the it factor. Here's what we did. So we've had cases along the list where we've looked at it and we're like, okay, this point system, we just made it. It, it, it doesn't make sense when looking at the Bryce Harpers, the Ronald Acunas, uh, it, at times when you're like, uh, you know, what are we valuing here? Are we looking at who the player really is or or it, it, are we looking at, okay, you know, not full season, didn't have a, a right chance. So what, we, what I did with Acuna is I put more value than I usually do on the 2021 because in 2021, he was spectacular, but he only played 82 games, 24 bombs in those 82 games, 394 OBP with a 283 average, 412 WOBA, 990 OPS, 17 steals in 82 games. He was having a phenomenal year, but then he comes back this year recovering from an ACL in 119 games. And I was like, okay, well, I, I gave Buxton, I counted Buxton's year for this year. Is that fair? But it's like, to perfectly value this list, I don't feel like 2022 is representative. I know it's a one-time case with Acuna, but he is just an elite player. And I think putting him below Marte, even though I didn't want this list to be biased, blah, 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 it, it looked wrong. And, and he had to, we had to account for better things for a player like this. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. It's uh it's a guy who you don't realize should actually be this low until you like see the stats because he should be the face of baseball if he's not getting injured like he could be up there um as one of the faces um I think you know he should be much healthier this season um but it's a guy that you know when he is playing we're talking about a star didn't do anything in the playoffs against the Phillies but when he is playing he's a star uh, and you know he hasn't had that. My problem is since 2019. I mean, he hasn't had a hundred RBI since 2019. 2021 is great. He was an MVP on track for that. Wouldn't have beat Bryce Harper out in the end because he got a 990 OPS. Um, but he had he had a 990 OPS in 82 games. So I mean, he was doing very well until he got injured. Um, that's that's his whole thing. You know, again, it's a lot of these people are injuries, but um, it. It's again, this guy is a franchise changer. You know, I'd say out of these top six we have here, five of them are franchise changing guys. You get them on your team and you're like, okay, we got him. Let me, let me actually, you know, I want to leave the house, but the game's on. Let me actually watch Ronald Acuna hit first and then I'll go. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's one of those guys. So uh, it's, you know, good player for the Braves. I don't hate him too much. Um, not as much as I hate some other people, but, you know, he is a good player there. And uh, I, I, I like him at six for sure there and I don't think I'd put him higher on my list either but it's 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 a it's a really tough scenario with him 
It's very, very difficult. I agree. And uh, I'll give us five just to explain how I did these points. So Fernando Tatis Jr. from the San Diego Padres coming in at number five. Apparently, he's the right fielder. I, I We're seeing in spring training that he's been out there. Soto's been in right and left. Left field's open with Profar gone. Soto came in the league and left. It would make maybe more sense. Who knows? Defensive stats were not put into this point. Valuation makes no sense to value him as a shortstop here. I also docked him two points for taking steroids. I'm just going to be honest with you. I just... It's not fair. When you look at his stats, they are absurd. And to just act like it was fully natural and to not dock anything from that just felt wrong. If I was going to put him on here, we had to recognize that. I mean, 2021, 130 games, 282, 42 bombs, 97 RBIs, 403 Woba, 975 OPS with 25 steals. That is absurd. And maybe it was influence. We don't know. This is the prove-it year for Fernando Tatis, period. And he's going to be delayed a month. Um, so, that's, I mean, that's a start. Oh. Is he going to come back? Is he going to come back the same? He's not seeing these pitches right now um, as he should be, you know. So, is he going to come back the same player? Is he going to add to that already stacked San Diego Padres lineup uh, like he was doing? Uh, you know, I'm assuming he's going to be tested for – you know, some juice before that. So hopefully, I mean, he should be starting off clean, right? Um, oh, yeah. Easily, easily go back <laughs> on. I don't know. Um, but again, a guy that could be the face of baseball, obviously now not, and he's going to be tainted with this for the rest of his life. Um, and he's also a little bit of like off-field antics. Remember when he got injured uh, riding a motorcycle? Uh, yep. Idiots, like idiotic stuff. This this off season, he's just out partying uh, and like in the clubs, like getting like crazy drunk. And I remember seeing a video of it. I'm like, what? Like, what is he doing? Realistically, he's obviously off the juice, and he's like still just ripping around. He should be, you know, focused on getting back there and uh, you know helping a team that needs him badly uh, to actually you know come back and compete. So it's another thing. Also moved from his position at short, uh, and he's terrible in the outfield. Awful defender. Uh, he's going to be with Soto around there, who's another awful like outfielder and left. Uh, it's it's tough. It's tough to see, but uh, he's another guy you know that should be changing your franchise for sure. Yeah, I mean, thank God they got Grissom, to say the least. One of the best center fielders to protect them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, give us the next three players. Uh, not like at once, but give us the next three. All right. I mean, coming here at number four is a player I would have in the top three. Um, and he's a guy that I put there at the their superstar and then there's megastar. And I have him in my megastar. Uh, it's Mookie Betts of the Los Angeles Dodgers, the leadoff hitter for uh, Team USA. Coming here with a 14 and the it factor. Um, obviously, you know, a big, big part of the Red Sox World Series runs, a big part of all these great Dodgers teams that we're seeing. Uh, and you know, he's just a guy that you, you get on your team and you're okay, this is him. This is the franchise star. And uh, I would, like I said, would have him higher than four. I'd have him at three. Uh, but you know, let's just get into the stats, which are unreal. 142 games he's played, uh, in 2022, 269 average, 35 bombs. Shocking not to see 82 RBI, uh, not to see a hundred RBIs on a high powered offense, but, um, 
Can we look? Can we look at the defensive stuff here? Fifteen DRS at a five OAA. That is, uh, you know, that's unbelievable there uh, to go along with a full, you know, bringing around 873 OPS. Uh, you know, the full package here, I would, you know, probably would be a little bit better getting back to the, you know, 280, 290 range, which he was in 2019 and 2020. Hasn't done that yet with the Dodgers. Uh, so got to get back there. But still, you know, upper echelon player, and I got him right at the top of the league, uh, you know, I'd have him top 10 in the league easily. And that just shows, I mean, how stacked this right fielder list is. No, I mean, I agree with you. He is higher than four. Um, this is, uh, this is, you know, it might be a bold take by me, but, and it, you know, 2021 absolutely was a down year for him, but you know, it's, it's not like, you know, I'm going to take it back. I'm not going to say that uh, out loud. I was going to say maybe Betts is overrated regular season-wise just because That's 21 was down. That's a down year. That's a down year. I mean, look at the defense, too. It's the it's an outlier. Yeah. Yeah, but it's an aberration. It's got to be, yeah. Like, I, I was going to say, like, overrated, but that's one season. It's Mookie Betts. He's won World Series. Who cares about one down year? And we were just talking about T. Oscar and will he get paid? I mean, T. Oscar – 129 weighted drunk created plus Mookie bets, you know, 135, 135, 131, 144. Like T Oscar's not too far behind. So, uh, and then the better season before that. So uh, maybe T Oscar could pay a lot more than we think. So, um, but yeah, Mookie bets, tremendous player, no debating that he's on the list, but he should be higher. Give us who's above him. Who's who's above him. And this is, this is the guy that I said, you know, when we were going right at the six, there's five people that are going to change your franchise. And this is the guy who's a good player, no doubt, but he's not, he's not even the best player on his team. Uh, killed me in the World Series, and it's Kyle Tucker of the Houston Astros. 15 and a half points. He's got one and a half point uh, advantage over Mookie Betts at 14. Uh, and this is a guy who I, you know, you can go into how we broke it down here, but... Um, he, he's good, no doubt about it. He is a good player, and he plays a lot of games, uh, 150 in 2022, 140 in 2021, and he's a 30-home run guy throughout the full season. Uh, and he's obviously, I think, maybe being a little bit boosted there on a good team, 107 RBIs uh, and 92 RBIs in 2021. But he's doing it all, stealing bags, 25 bags this season, 13 DRS. That's great in the outfield. That's huge for the Astros. Uh, and he's you know a guy that I think – is definitely probably at number four, but he's not. He's definitely not better than Mookie Betts. I don't care what you say, what the stats say either. Um, he's just not going to be above Mookie Betts on anyone's list. Uh, good player, not changing my franchise if you go get him. Uh, and I'm not staying around to go watch him hit either, but um, that's what I think about Kyle Tucker. Killed me, killed me in the World Series, though. No, and that's that's exactly what it is. It's I I you know, you talked about all these guys have franchise blah blah blah. I didn't give him the the it factor because of what you just said. I think of Altuve and Alvarez and Bregman before I think about Kyle Tucker. And that's no slack on Kyle Tucker. He's an incredible hitter. Um, but the reason he gets these points, you know, the hundred seven RBIs really heavily promoted here, the DRS at thirteen heavily boosts him. He had a 917 OPS 
in 2021. So he was better than Mookie last year, 2022. Betts was better, um, but the defense, the 25 steals. So it, it, you know, the 330 OBP is low, but you know, again, an all-around player. You cannot really complain about a dude who's going to do what he does at the plate. And uh, Steve Cashin, uh, I have to bring it up. Uh, <laughs> he he says that he used to get Kyle Tucker to swing and miss at his curveball in practice all the time, and that Kyle Tucker lefty on lefty can't hit curveballs. So that is uh, that we, we got to keep that tradition alive for Steve here on the pod. Good. But uh, yeah, give us uh, give us uh, number two. Good. I love that by Steve hanging over him. Uh, but yeah, coming here, number two, my number one, and this is all, uh, I mean, going to be biased here. Uh, Bryce Harper, uh, best player in the Major League Baseball uh, from my Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> and, you know, I where is he? I don't, you had to tell me where he was going down again. Um, defense, obviously, in the negatives here, but he is not really playing in the field the past two seasons. Um, so I don't really know what you could say about that. 2022, strictly a uh, DH. Uh, I don't know if he played a single game in the outfield. Uh, and he's dealing with the UCL tear right now, so he's going to be coming back all-star break. So uh, after his 2021 season, uh, you know, he wasn't an all-star in midway through, became, you know, the greatest player in the league uh, back in, you know, the second half of the season, and he won MVP. So 141 games, 309 uh, with 35 bombs and a 144 OPS on a team that didn't make the playoffs. Uh, so it's a carried everyone. I mean, he carried everyone throughout that, and we were a game away in 2021. And obviously what he did in the 2022 playoffs is monumental, historic, uh, just absolutely carried us to the World Series again as well. Uh, so he is a guy that I think obviously number one, and we'll talk about his 2022 stats. Obviously uh, number one? That is so absurd. Get, get Aaron Judge out of here. Aaron Judge out of here. <laughs> Give it right now. And you're, guess what? Aaron Judge is going to get paid more. And Bryce Harper's, you know, a big team guy. Gets 25 a year. He's going to get paid less than Teoscar Hernandez. Just a good guy through and through. Has my life that I really just okay. Want. Let me let me just let me just stop. Let me okay. You you're talking about market inflation here, okay? At the time that Harper signed. He would if he signed. That's what Machado just did. He just opted out to get the bigger pay because when he signed in the same offseason, Harper set the market. That was the largest at its time. Yeah, great, exactly. So he was paid accordingly at the time, and he got paid less than Machado during that time. He just had a big contract, still low AAV. Well, at the I mean, Harper didn't have the you know the the Philly seasons yet. Yeah, coming off Washington, you could argue Machado coming off the Dodgers season was the more valuable player at the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but like. Who showed up in the playoffs? Was, Who showed up in the playoffs this year? No, I mean, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, you know, just saying obviously is number one. I just don't well, think there's. A, okay. I, I mean, I don't think there's a consensus here. I mean, you know, MLB Network put. Aaron Judge above Bryce Harper. That's who's at number one from the New York Yankees. Uh, and, they're taking you know, you the also injury. No, I did. This you asked. Well, how did Harper go? No, no. no. So I'm you asked how Harper. You asked how Harper went down. So he, I, I did the same thing I did for Acuna. These sixteen and a half points are his MVP season with the benefit of the doubt to this year. So he gets yep. the point he would have gotten anyway. So it's in reverse. 
And he yep. has the same points as Mike Trout. So his, you know, this, so his season this year and Trout, excuse me, his season in 2021 and Trout's and the whole thing, it's even. So it's not like I'm, you know, discounting Harper. I did everything I could to give him the most points here. Uh, no, so he, he's got 16 and a half. I was saying MLB took into the fact that he's going to be injured half the season. Well, yeah. But I think they also took into the fact that Aaron Judge has had probably the best season in the modern era. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I listen, I, I'll just be honest here. I'm, I'm not going to come out here and say Aaron Judge is the best player in baseball. I don't think that he is. He has to do it in the postseason period. Um, that is the biggest drawback of his game every time he's been in the playoffs. He's had moments, no doubt about it. He's had home runs in the playoffs. He's going to hit him. He's big. He's going to run into him in the playoffs, but he has not carried the team to a championship. Neither has Bryce Harper. Um, Harper's had great moments as well, but neither of them have carried their teams to championships. And, you know, I, I think Judge is not going to do what he just did. I don't think really anyone will ever do what he just did. 311, 62 home runs, 131 RBIs, 425 on base percentage, 458 WOBA, 207 weighted drum created plus even in Harper's unreal 2021 with a 1.044 OPS he had a 170 weighted drum created plus in 2021 judges was at 207 I mean it's just inconceivable what he did with the 16 steals with the positive defense combined with play in center field which you know I mean Harper's great but he hasn't done much in center not saying judge is a gold glover by any stretch but he is a guy that can go out there and play center field and he's going to to start the season because harrison bader can't stay healthy and you know this is a player that is an mvp level player he just finally won an mvp i do not think he's going to do it again he has to do in the world series and my thing is this if harper has a better regular season this year boom right above judge so you know there's there's a there's a big what you had you had Harper at one at the end of the uh postseason and then yeah I did see bias then you switched right back when you're coming through you put Aaron Judge back in there so um because because there's such a there's such a big difference here that I'm like oh come on like because I I I didn't want to make myself feel like I was biased that was really what it was and then I was just like it's too good. Sixty-two no, and one thirty-one. This is where I need. We need like the third guy. We need the outside source. Yeah, know, where's Steve? Up. Where's Steve Cashin? Uh, don't bring Steve in here. It's got to be an unbiased source. Got to be a uh, you know someone that's complete like a someone that's like a Cardinals fan. Some bullshit over there. Like like has no has no like recency bias or anything like that. Um, to you know break the. Yeah, we just took a quick pause in the pod. Steve Cashin wasn't clutch. He didn't come in to give us that third opinion. So, uh, you know, safe to say he said Aaron Judge. Um, but, yeah, Aaron Judge, no. <laughs> uh, Aaron Judge, number one right fielder according to the list. And me, Rory has Harper at one. It is not bad. That is not bad. I see it. You called me out for uh, about two months, not even two months ago, having uh, Harper above Judge. Uh, Let's uh, so, yeah. let, let me bring in the debate. Let me bring in the debate. Juan Soto was a right fielder every year before this year. You got 
Judge, Harper, and Betts, is Juan Soto cracking that three? No. No. <laughs> He's not. He's not no. cracking that three. Now, uh, would he still have more points than Kyle Tucker? Soto had 13, uh, excuse me, 10.5. Holy cow. Yeah, he stinks. I'm telling you, dude, he stinks. Well, it's because of the 240. I mean, that was bad. And then the lack of ribbies on frickin' Washington. Yeah, and his team's not even going to make it out of the round one of the Team USA, <laughs> uh, or of uh, the WBC. Oh, what a segue. That's just uh, elite segue right now. Yeah, Puerto Rico, nice. yeah, Puerto Rico leading Dominican 5-2 top eight as we're recording. I'd have to presume, I mean, WBC's had some wild shit. It's only a three-run lead, but Puerto Rico looks to be advancing to the next round. And, uh, you know, this was a great pool. I think Venezuela really surprised us, but when you really look at it, they have the best lineup uh, other than Dominican, and Dominican not making it through is a major disappointment. I don't care that Ramirez and Vladdy were not there. They should have won this game. No, this is a, this is almost like as big upset as, you know, team USA and miracle hockey. It's almost as big as that. Uh, this is, this is like people are saying, obviously no one's like really outside of baseball watchers. I don't think everyone's watching this right now. Um, but people yeah. were marveling about this is the greatest lineup ever put together. They have the best pitcher, I think, in the MLB right now as their ace. Uh, granted, granted, he did get shelled a little bit in game one, and there is a pitch count, uh, you know, so all that shouldn't really matter. But they still had a great bullpen through and through. Uh, their one, two, and three is very good, you know, in the rotation. And they still managed to lose. Uh, it's very shocking. All for the better. I did not want to play them at all and I for sure don't want to play them uh you know next round where they are throwing Sandy again um so we will if we win tonight if the U.S. wins tonight they will be playing Venezuela uh so obviously you got to win tonight but um Venezuela I think goes back to Martin Perez and while we I hope to God do not go back to Adam Wainwright um that'd be oh. just so That'd be so brutal. Who pitched for us and get oh, Nick Martinez? You can't even. I mean, I told you Lance Lynn was the ace. I don't know why he wasn't pitching game two. Uh, That's so true. Yeah, he should have been game one. Uh, but I have no idea what Mark DeRose is doing sometimes. But you know, let's get into what <laughs> what you were going to break to as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Team USA. They've been whatever, right? I mean, their pool's pretty weak, so they should get out, and they're going to be the two seed. That's disappointing. And, you know, we've been going back and forth on text, you know, just messing around with each other. Uh, you know, these lineups, I mean, they've been interesting, to say the least. Um, I think Rory is of the perspective that, you know, the best players have to play every single game. And that should be true. Like, if you're playing a long season, if you're in a postseason format with your regular season team – you should not be playing bench players that are not as good as the position players that are starting. I think in this case, though, in my stance, you have superstars on the bench that, I mean, Pete Alonso was just a better player than, than Kyle Schwarber last year. No matter what you want to say, you know, playoffs or whatever, moments or whatever, you don't make managerial decisions based off of moments uh, when there's a full season's worth of just much betterness from Pete Alonzo over Kyle Schwarber. I mean, the OPS, almost, uh, yeah, what a word. Uh, OPS, I mean, almost 200 points over for Pete. 
Um, it, it's it's pretty significant. RBIs is way more. The average is way higher. The OBP, uh, you know, home run derby champion that has to play into it, of course. Uh, that's totally a joke. But you know, other than just that battle itself, they sat Trey Turner for a game. The catchers are not playing every game. They're intermittent catchers. Uh, Tim Anderson, Jeff McNeil have not played every game. Trout's DH'd, uh, and Mullins has played. Kyle Tucker is sat, and now Schwarber is in the left field. I think the main sum- summary is my thing is right that you have to do this with a group of all-stars. It's like having an all-star lineup and not playing. It's like having the AL all-star lineups and not subbing in. You you have to. You have to have Pete Alonso. You can't have the same lineup every game, especially when a lefty's on the mound and you have Pete Alonso on your bench. And now and I agree. Ofer, he hasn't got a hit in the entire tournament, and he lost game two what because we had to hit Schwarber hasn't played since he hit the home run, which is the only highlight of the thing for U.S. Besides, you know, uh, an explosion off a 19-year-old, but whatever. I don't care. Uh, Schwarber hasn't played since he hit a home run, and you lost game two against Mexico, uh, who now stole the one seed because you lost that game and is going to be able to play Puerto Rico versus Venezuela. Uh, So you lost game two because you had dumbass Mets players in the game who didn't do shit. Jeff (laughs) Jeff McNeil can't play anymore. He stinks. He's a ter- it was okay. a terrible defense in that game. He's he, well, he got base hits. Tim Anderson has really impressed me. Uh, but you know, ever since ever since Tim Anderson's entered, the team has looked different. And you know, McNeil shouldn't shouldn't play in the tournament again unless he's coming in for you know some pinch hit performance. Uh, but you, and you're now playing Alonzo, who hasn't got a hit yet at DH, and you're putting terrible defense Schwarber in left field. Uh, obviously, no, he no, 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 no. The lineup tonight is not my lineup. Against a lefty, it's Pete at DH. Against a righty, it's Schwarber. That's just it. That's my only thing. And then Schwarber. for McNeil, there isn't what? there isn't a righty lefty for Schwarber. He hits lefties. He took Frommer Valdez deep, but it's not about that. It, it's not about lefty. It's not saying that Kyle Schwarber can't hit lefties. It's saying superstar it's- Pete Alonso is the other option. Not uh, uh, Matt Veerling. He's not superstar Pete Alonso. He stinks. Get a That's hit your from opinion. Him. He had a better season. He got less homers. That's all that matters in this game right now. I guarantee oh Schwarber goes through tonight where he's going to go deep in round one. Is guaranteed. Oh. He's Captain America right now for Team USA. He was the only offensive oh. performance through game one and two. Uh, and, and obviously you face a 19-year-old uh, who he got a lot of, you know, like, great job he didn't throw a strike (laughs) like he didn't throw a strike plain and simple um yeah i I think in the in the pool rounds when you know you're going to advance but we don't know you have to see what your best lineup is you can't just say this is it we're not doing anything else all you guys that left your teams that you're committed to your teams under contracts where your team you bet your ass those teams want them in camp right now and not distract with team usa you're telling me you left your team to not get in that bat, that's ridiculous. And you're Pete Alonzo, and you're a top five first baseman in baseball. We're playing the best team in the league because we lost game two. We're playing the best team in the in the World Baseball Classic right now because we're – Because Kyle Schwar- they lost because Schwarber didn't play or because they just got dicked on? 
They didn't really get dicked on. I mean, they could have played better. They would have they had, you know, in the water or whatever, 12 to 5. Jeff McNeil was coughing up balls at second base, the easiest position of all time. Yeah, not the easiest no, position. I, I, no, I get that. I, I'm not saying, listen, Jeff McNeil, though, won the batting title. You can't tell a guy who won the batting title you're not getting an A.B. He can get an A.B. He can come pinch hit, sure. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. I would rather play Tim Anderson. There's no doubt about it. But you have to give Jeff McNeil the benefit of the doubt over – Same over... thing with Alonzo. He can come get an A.B. Have fun. Go get an A.B. But you know what? If you're not hitting right now, I need to win these games. Everyone else in the entire tournament felt this was a World Series game. Dominican Republic's lineup was only changing at second base and shortstop. Everything else was the exact same. So, and obviously they're going to get out of here, but um, they had the off day in the middle, which is really big. But uh, everything else is the exact same. And it, you know, you're if you might if you lose tonight, which yeah, I mean. Who knows what Columbia is going to throw at you? They've been up and down the entire time. But uh, if you come out s- slow tonight where you think of these as spring training at-bats where all everyone else is you know, playing for the World Series here, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. Yeah, and you're gonna it's lose. Not, it's, I agree. It's, it, it's not just us, though. Soto had restrictions on him. Uh, uh, Venezuela has not had the same lineup every game, and they've won every game. You, you know, you got to mix and match. Like, Glaber Torres, come, what was that? Venezuela's had around the same lineup. No, they. Uh, uh, Glaber Torres hasn't played the last two games. He started game one. Glaber Torres, okay. Yeah, well, Miguel <laughs> Cabrera sat game one. The, the played game two. So Miguel. you got to mix them up. The catchers we're not even debating. I mean, that's just unfortunate that we're playing in March. That that's why that's happening. But yeah, either way, I, 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 I agree. What, now that we're in the quarterfinals. Yes, you should know your lineup, but have matchup-based lineups. I don't think if you're going out there against a lefty that throws 95, if there is one left, that you know, you'd know you rather play Kyle over Pete. I think you still get Kyle in there. If Schwarber goes well tonight again, if he does well again, are you play, Are you not playing him every goddamn day? He's played two games and he's well, doing right. both righty and lefty. Are you not playing him every goddamn day in the tournament? And those games are separated. They're not. They're not going to be back to backs. So he's going to have time to rest. Obviously, the DH. Yeah. But are you not going to play if he does well tonight? Are you not playing him every single game? He needs to be in there. I, it's an argument for sure. I just think sitting Pete as, as the if it was anybody else, if it was if this was uh, 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 trying to think of a righty that's just not that good. I mean, if this was uh, man, Marcus Semyon, I wouldn't be saying a damn word. I'd be saying sit Marcus Semyon. All right. Now I have Bryce Harper who was supposed to play there. Bryce Harper was going to be DH because he was injured or whatever. Um, oh, he plays every game. Has to, right? But it's yeah, still, well, then Alonzo has to come in. <laughs> well, he would get his at bats at first. At that, I guarantee you him and Paul would platoon. He still would get a B. Goldschmidt hasn't smelled the bench yet. Goldschmidt hasn't sat down, and he's not even doing. He's not doing that well. Um, you know, they all need to, They all needed to hit better, honestly. Besides the Phillies players that were carrying them, um, the, I don't think. I don't think the Mets should play again. I really don't. I, I just oh do. man, that's I'm not sorry, even Rory. No, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Steve did answer. Uh, he said, it "Doesn't count." He said. 
Would have been classic, but judge all day. Harper overrated. I will die on that hill. Should I call in my best friend too? <laughs> I like calling Carter Cousins. Who? What's he gonna say? He's gonna say right uh, now, Bryce Harper. Steve's a Rays fan. I don't know. You know, Carter's a Red Sox fan. Oh, that's that's oh. actually pure bias. <laughs> oh, yeah. still he would hate the Yankees, but um. That's again. I'm calling. You'd call in your best friend. You have to call in someone who's completely neutral. All right. I texted Anunziata. We'll see if he responds by the end of the pod. Anunziata. <laughs> Anunziata. I'd rather. I'd like to hear Jason instead. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, Jason. There's also yeah, the reasons he buys because Aaron Judge had a great season. Or uh, just you know the facts. I'm taking Harper every day. Game seven. <laughs> Game seven World Series. Who you got up? Oh, uh, don't make me answer that question. You know, this was a great pod. We had a great time. And as a matter <laughs> of fact, USA is about to throw their first pitch, and we got to get out of here. Uh, yeah. But I'll say it. Two strikes, 3-2 count. <sighs> it's Harper. Bryce Harper. It's Bryce, it's Bryce Harper. <laughs> Just the swing of life. Especially because, I mean, like that whole home run chase and Judge took like two weeks to do it, and then it fed into the playoffs, and then... Is Joe Davis? Uh, is Joe Davis? What was that? Is it, Joe, is it Joe Davis tonight? He is on my television screen, yeah. No way. Yeah. Good. Good. Joe it's Davis. Classic. Classic. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Him. Yeah. So we'll get to watching that. First pitch is coming like right now. Top 10 right field. And then next week, top 10 starting pitchers. I'm just going to throw DH in there at the beginning. We're not going to do a deep dive. I'm just going to throw DH in there just to give those hitters notice. And I might even throw relief pitchers in there just as like an extra nugget, uh, you know, because we don't want to do like 13 weeks of these pods. Um, and then, see, But for the starting pitcher pod, we will have a special guest. He has been on the podcast before. I've announced games with him at FAU. A good friend of mine, John Stefano, will be coming on to rank those starting pitchers with us. And we're going to be doing top 15. It is too stacked to do 10. It's ridiculous. We're going to do 15 for starting pitchers. It's going to be a lot of fun next week. So you can check this pod out on all podcast platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Strictly Sports P. Rory on Twitter at rtedimer9. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening.